to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everyone to the Podcast. We are back. Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. Joining me as always is Randy. Randy Darsh. Hello everybody. And joining us this week, by popular demand, by the way, by, <laughs> by a lot of popular demand, is the one, the only, the bad guy. Oh, y'all are too kind. Man, I'm just, I'm glad to be on the show again. Absolutely elated about it. We're glad to have you back. It's, uh, I mean, you got a lot of, um, a lot of praise from the previous episode, if you recall. I know, and I'm just, I'm tickled to death by it, I'm going to be honest with you. Tickled to death. Well, speaking of death, we have the death of a handful of teams <laughs> this last weekend here. We uh, do. <laughs> where to even begin? I mean, <laughs> uh, so last week, okay. We, we, we saw the first game of, of Nebraska without Scott Frost. And I got to say, on that first drive, I, I, I thought this might be a new era for the Cornhuskers. If, if you recall, Nebraska drove down to Oklahoma, scored a touchdown, and ended up losing 49-14. to 14. Um, did, did they ever watch this game? Like, what the hell happened there? Is, is Nebraska just – are they the worst team in the Big Ten at this point? Yeah. 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 But yeah. but to, just to be clear, they're the worst team, not because they're the worst team talent wise. You see, we've seen this song and dance before with interim with interim coaches for any program. The morale shot the hell. Just the whole vibe is sort of just messed up. I think Nebraska's talented enough to make a bowl game, but they're not going to make a bowl game well, because we talked just, about this in the last episode that yeah. they're actually one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. Like yeah. they have talent. Talent is really not their issue. It's really thanks coaching. to the portal. Thanks to the portal, no doubt. That's true. But I mean, right now Nebraska is one and three. Do you think there's any chance they go bowling at this point? Are they going to miss bowl season again? No, Probably. there's not. Their season is they're, they're, cap- they're capable, but they don't care. There's no reason to care. They, they are care. capable. Of- if they suddenly have like a top five coaching staff like transported onto their team, mm-hmm. then like maybe. But they don't have that. True. They yeah, just fired their DC. Actually, the interim fired Dude, the defensive coordinator. That entire program. So it's just. It's it's a wash. Um, on the polar opposite, programs that are doing quite well. Georgia just utterly eviscerated South Carolina, forty-eight to seven, and and I don't think the score was quite indicative of just how much of a blow this was. Um, it really wasn't. I mean, Randy, you're an Alabama fan, so you're used to kind of being in this position. Um, but, but but like, are are you scared? I'm of Georgia? Jinx it. Are you scared of Georgia? Like, be honest. I wouldn't say no. I'm not scared of Georgia. Like, really? here's the thing: they look great now, and they have this thing where they can beat the crap out of like these kind of. I don't want to say a subpar South mid, Carolina mid, team, but they're mid. let's face it, they're kind of mediocre. Yeah, but they're going to be able to beat the crap out of a mediocre team. But it looks like a much different game when they play a team with equal talent level. And that's not to call them fraudulent or anything. Obviously, they just won the championship. They have a ton of talent. They didn't skip a beat from last year. But people were saying the exact same thing leading up to the SEC championship game last year, and. Ultimately, I know Josh Pate talks about this. I'm going to try not to copy him, but he calls it the uh, what is it? The freezing point. He calls it the freezing point, where it really doesn't matter what the final score is on a lot of these games. Ultimately, these teams aren't going to have the uh, the freezing point to beat Georgia, so the final score is not really important. So you can't really compare final scores when trying to compare Georgia and Alabama. I mean, you brought up an interesting point here yeah. of, of Georgia defeating teams without a lot of talent, but if you recall. They destroyed Oregon, who has a ton of talent and might actually not be all that fraudulent. They did put up a good game against the BYU team. That I, I think I picked BYU to win that actually. They did yeah. So I mean, I mean, hey, it was Dan Lightning's first game. It's kind of hard to judge things based off the first game of the season sometimes mm-hmm. because a lot can change over the course of the season. But yeah, Oregon seems to have found their footing a little bit. I, I'd agree. I'd you agree. know. You know 
Georgia, Georgia you, know, you know, I naturally, I naturally expected, expected a hangover, a hangover. but there, there just there just hasn't been one at all. I mean, I've been sort of just looking for one and looking for one from them, you know, because mm-hmm. naturally when you have success, you can rest on your laurels, right? right. And it's just Georgia, they, they just haven't. I mean, as of right now, they're playing more sounder football than Alabama. But that's as of right now. It's a young season, but they're they're pretty incredible. There's not really much else to say. <laughs> I mean, if we recall last week, Alabama allowed UL Monroe a touchdown. Which in my and is, Bryce Young did throw two picks. Yeah, Bryce Young I, actually, he did throw two picks. He was kind of like forcing some things. I mean, the team knew that it was UL Monroe. I actually right. liked some of the play calling I saw. We definitely switched it up a little bit and clearly had a different playbook, offensive playbook, than what we used against Texas. So I can tell that Bill O'Brien is trying some things. So it gives me a little bit of hope. Now, Alabama has a bye week this week against Vanderbilt. But coming up, I mean, they've got Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Tennessee. That's going to be something of a gauntlet, if you ask me. I think those are three of some of the best teams in the SEC. I mean, Randy, do you, do you think you come out of this undefeated still? I, I believe we can. Here's the thing is that if our offense struggles a bit at all against any of these teams, then who knows what's going to happen. But it is going to be a gauntlet, and it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary, but we'll just see how it goes. Now, one team that I mentioned there, Arkansas, if, if anyone was watching um, on Saturday night, they <laughs> laid an egg against Missouri State. Um, they, they won 38-27, to but the, the final score is not It was much closer it, than it, that. It was much closer. I can explain. <laughs> explain I remember um, because Missouri I was so excited because I tuned into the game right when Missouri State went up 10 points yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then, like, for whatever reason, from that point on, Arkansas just turned it on and kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And they, made, they scored in very easy ways, in ways they should have been scoring in the first quarter against an FCS team. Right. Yeah. Funny enough, I, by I, the way... Funny enough, I have to point this out. Missouri State is coached by the one and the only Bobby Petrino. Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's really yeah. Funny. Oh yeah, you're right about that. That's funny. But I can ex- I can explain this game. Okay. I, people are using the crap on Arkansas, and I'm not about to stop those people in their tracks or anything. <laughs> you know, you think what you will. But I just want to point out they had they turned it over three times again this game. They had one of those days where they just there's butter on the football. I do not think they're gonna you know have an awful turnover margin rest of the games they play yeah they laid an egg but they also escaped it and i i i surprisingly don't think that much less of arkansas after that I game know, i think a lot of here's the thing looking at here's the thing i mean it's one of those they were overlooking the game and didn't care like i'm not yeah. gonna hold it too much against them because a&m's next week i'm pretty sure yep looking ahead so yeah um, one speaking of a&m oh, i yeah. wanted to quickly bring up a point about texas a&m my Miami game, which A&M, of course, won. I feel like people are kind of looking at this like, oh, wow, maybe these teams are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's the opposite. Well, I think that like there's a good chance that neither of these teams are ranked at the end of the season. And that they're both just kind of like very slightly above mediocre. Um, I mean, like, I, yeah. I didn't see inspired football from anybody in that That's game. That's fair. It was a low-scoring game, not a lot of, not a lot of fireworks. Uh, for what it's worth, listen, that App State loss is incredibly embarrassing, but... Uh, if we've learned one thing this last weekend, it's that App State has a little bit of magic in them. Like, this is undeniable. Um, anyone was going to lose to App State that night. 
they're just they're a meme team. I don't know how they do it. I mean, did, you saw the last play, right, of the App State game, that Hail Mary? Yes, yeah, yeah Hail Mary. Just insane. But I also want to notice. I just also just want to point out real quick that the AP poll actually agrees with your viewpoint because here's the thing. When Oregon lost to Georgia, what happened to them? They went from 11 to unranked. Mm-hmm. When, for example, not to transition, that's an accent, but when Michigan State lost this past weekend to Washington, they went from 11 to unranked. My point is is that A&M got the benefit of the doubt because it was App State. A&M went from number, um, number six, six yeah. to 21 or 24. They did not shoot A&M you know, out of the ballpark or anything. Right. That's so it's, SEC bias. it's an interesting viewpoint. Yeah, you can call what you want, but that's an interesting viewpoint. Just want people to think about that. Speaking sure. of teams that are also starting to fire on all cylinders because we talked about Oregon mm-hmm. a little earlier, is I want to bring up the LSU-Mississippi State game oh. because LSU scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to win 31-16 to to win the game by two touchdowns. I'm saying, and then Jaden Daniels actually played a good game passing the ball, and I just feel like it's interesting. We might be able to see Brian Kelly actually get this thing humming along. I could see LSU. I could see LSU beating Texas A&M. They did beat Mississippi State. I could see them beating Ole Miss. I could see them beating Arkansas. I could see LSU having a very sneakily good season after losing to Florida State. Ole Miss is the weird card right now because it's funny. Ole Miss has played three games, yet I kind of know nothing about them, despite checking yeah. out everything about them. Not a lot of There's news. Just, I can't. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll get their time in the spotlight, I can assure you. Um, one final game I agree. I wanted to talk about from week three that I'm just going to say it. I, I, I called. It was my lock of the week last week. Washington exposed Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans 39-28. <laughs> they did. <laughs> And I mean, again, Michigan State tried to get back in the game. Washington yeah. tried to screw up, but yeah, really, that fourth quarter, like Washington didn't even—they might as well not have been on the field. I mean, it really wasn't as close as the score indicates. For the first it three was quarters, a beat down. it was a beatdown for sure. Um, listen, Mel Tucker, I, I respect the hustle. Like, I, I really do. Like, I respect him wanting to get money, but he fleeced him, man. He fleeced this program, this entire <laughs> university, so hard. It's historically diabolical, and I'm about to coin a new term. A new term to make fun of Michigan State fans. For a year now, they have been saying, Tuck coming, Tuck coming, Tuck coming. Teams are out of control. Well, guess what? Tuck's leaving. Tuck is leaving. He's not leaving. Where is he going to go? He's they can't fire him. Dude. Oh, eventually his buyout's him. way too big. They can't even consider it. it. I don't think he's going to get fired, but he's not going to be... He's worth a hundred million dollars, right? He's, he's gonna go like seven and five, so eight and four, and be a, okay for Michigan State. Uh, he's he's a Brian well, Ferentz at best. I mean, to talk about Michigan State as a team for a second, the the problem with Michigan State is the same issues last year. They cannot defend the pass. They just they chronically can't do it. And I know they had injuries, but the starters they were no good either on the back end. Let's be honest here. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So it's just it's it's the same problem. But that's the thing is that that's not going to get them in trouble in Big Ten play. Ultimately, <laughs> if they can beat Michigan, <laughs> and if they can beat Michigan, they're not going to be competitive with Ohio State with that pass defense. They're, they're not going to. But I'm saying they can win eight, maybe nine games a year. Uh, and, like, who's going to care? Their fans are going to be okay with that, I think. They've got a rough – I mean, being in the Big Ten East, they got to play Michigan, Michigan, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State every year. I don't think they win any of those three games. I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle the rest of the season. At best, they're going eight and four. So, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Mel Tucker or Michigan State at this point. I like the guy. The, he's I don't, a nice I don't guy. 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 I don't blame him. Nice I blame guy, the media. But... I blame everyone who's hyping him up, and his fans especially. Good Lord. I mean, We've seen plenty of nice guys be bad coaches, though. We've exactly. seen plenty come in and exactly. out of this league. It is, it's, a, it's a business, folks, and, and the business is winning. So, 
Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. Uh, Big Ten team. Speaking of the Big Ten, a Big Ten team I am quietly kind of high on. Don't you dare. Posty's going to love this one. Uh, the Indiana Hoosiers. No. Illinois. Listen, listen, listen. Shuts up. They're getting good quarterback play from Basilek. Cade Basilek. Is that his name? Cade Basilek. Connor Basilek. Yeah, he was a Missouri transfer. They had a good game against Western Kentucky. And Western Kentucky is a very solid, legitimate That's group true. of five program. They beat Illinois. They're a very solid fourth quarter team. They're undefeated at three and zero. I'm just saying. Somehow, I like what I see out of them, and I watch out for them. I could see them having a good season for Indiana. I think they go five and seven, though. I think they're going to have. Oh some kind come of on! I, I think, I think they're going to have mid season. Looking at the Big Ten East, I could see them being the next best team in line behind Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I, I think Indiana is better than Michigan State right now. Quote me on that. I could see it. I could see it. Well, to be to fair, a lot of things are better than Michigan State. But... <laughs> and one more team I really wanted to talk about was Syracuse, who just beat Purdue 32-29, yes. to 29, scoring 22 points in the fourth Man, quarter. Purdue can't Third. close a game out worth a lick this season. I know. They, they keep close. losing games very close like that. And the thing <laughs> is, Syracuse is quietly 3-0. and Granted, one of the wins is at UConn, but they have two Power 5 wins, win one one versus Purdue and one versus Louisville. And so. a defense. And, a and they have a, they have really a solid defense. defense. Solid defense and a decent offense because they have Penix, 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 which is the yes. Indiana transfer. Okay, kind of as an aside, have you guys noticed watching Syracuse home games that they have like the weirdest camera angle in football? Oh, they absolutely yeah. do. I think yeah, it's 100% because of their dome. It's like you're on the sidelines. Like you, you, It's zoomed in super far. It's, it's well, really they can't go it. super high up because there's a ceiling above them, and there's only there's only like a, so much of a yeah. level for them to put it at. Them maybe. and um, – so uh, Yeah, Missouri as well. Have you noticed this about Missouri football? Just next time you watch a Missouri game, which I – No, I've noticed that too because I've seen. It's crazy, dude. But I, I think it has something to do with press boxes. The press boxes are kind of sometimes lower and higher up. It's got to be. Oh, I want to give another shout out to Why Kansas. Yes, three and zero. Kansas, Kansas. Listen, Kansas needs to be ranked. They have yes. two road power five actually, wins, and they just beat the Kansas. crap out of Houston, forty-eight to thirty. Dude. Kansas has a team, a legitimate team. They're going bowling. Here's the thing. They're going bowling. They play Duke next week, and then the week after that, they're going to play Iowa State and. The uh, Kansas-Iowa State game, it's a home game for Kansas. We might see game day at Kansas. I hope so. I really hope I so, I hope dude. so, too. Honestly, I know people really wanted them this week, but, I mean, it's going to be Florida-Tennessee. I understand. I get it. I get it. I understand. We, we can not like it. We can get it. We can get it, but not like it. Yeah. Dude, unironically, there is a shot that Kansas will be 6-0 and when they play at Oklahoma halfway through the season. Isn't that insane to ponder? I think they're going to be 6-6, six and six, but I don't know if they start 6-0. No. But, but <laughs> I'm going to say this really quick about Kansas. I'm going to keep this really brief. Please. I'm not willing to say Kansas is going in the right direction until they hit the 6-6 six and six mark. I think the way Kansas is playing right now, they'll hit the 6-win mark. But until that happens, until I see it, I open the app and see that they're 6 and whatever they are, then I'll say they're going in the right direction. Because, you know, 5-7, and seven, no, no participation trophies of, as in you've tried and come up short. When was Six the last wins are bust for me to think good about them. I, I guess I disagree. Like, when was the last time they even had more than three wins? Like, I'm looking back here. I'm at 2007. Right oh, they been... had a lot more than three wins in 2007. <laughs> so, but I'm saying that's the last time they had at yeah, least a three-win season. No, no, you're right. You're right. They haven't had more than three wins in a season since 2009. So even if they break four wins this year, which is likely at this point, I mean, that's undeniably progress. Like, this team is obviously... But the reason progress. my viewpoint... 
Yeah. The reason my viewpoint is where it is because TCU's on the TCU's down, and you know, I agree. Kansas State is always on and off, on and off, on and off. You know, Kansas State always has a good record, but they're always kind of they'll lose a weird game they shouldn't, and they'll win one that no one expected them to win. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna take. I think they can take advantage of some down teams potentially to get that six win. Man. And one more upset I wanted to talk about was Keep Tulane up. beat Kansas State, a Kansas State team with Deuce Vaughn, a Heisman, not a dark horse, but not front runner either. But he had been getting talk. Yeah, uh, Kansas State team that people really like to win the Big Twelve just lost to Tulane. It happens, man. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's Sun Belt slash Conference USA teams. They just this season they've just been popping off out of nowhere. But see, that's Kansas State for you. I mean. It's funny, they lose to Tulane, but I still think they could beat Oklahoma on any given day because Kansas State is that weird up-and-down team every yeah. year. That's true. That's the thing is that, like, I understand that parity is kind of an issue right now because, like, the top four or five teams are really running right. away as far as talent composite. But we're actually seeing, like, the normal Power 5 teams and the normal group of five teams, their talent differential is not nearly as big as it used to be in general. Mm-hmm. And that the guys that come into college that go to group of five programs are much more ready to play and able to be developed than they used to be even a decade ago. So you're seeing a lot more competitive group of five teams go in and beat power five teams. Like we saw Eastern Michigan, who is just kind of a normal group of five teams. They're not great or anything. They went and they beat Arizona state by two scores. And we saw Herm Edwards get fired on the field. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw that video this morning. Actually. I didn't know there was a video until this morning. Oh, There's a video. I got to see this. There's a video. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds epic. I'll just add on to that, Randy, real quick. I, I think that's in large part because, like, high school sports these days is, like, hyper-competitive across the nation. You know what I mean? There's so much money put into just developing people, like, as soon as they're on, like, the varsity football team. You know what I mean? And so you can take these, like, true freshmen and kind of plug them and play them into even G5 programs, and they can immediately make an impact on the team and, and get some serious playing time. And I think that's helped really level the playing field. That and the transfer yeah. portal. And you can instantly start and not have to sit out a year like it used exactly. to be. Exactly. It's just, you know, it's it's a lot more plug and play across the board in college football. So we see a little bit more parity as a result. All right. So for this next se- next segment, I was going to pass this off to you guys a little bit. Okay. And I prepared a little something I have not told you about before. Okay. So what I call this is fraudulent or legitimate. Okay. So I just have some teams I wanted to pick out. And I wanted to hear uh, your thoughts on them. So I'm going to start okay. with. USC. Um, I say legitimate, and it, it pains me to say it, but I, th- I think they're real. I think they're real. I, I think they're real as well, offensively, defensively. Eh, but, but if they're off, their offense is good enough to kind of you know subset for that. But Oregon looks competitive. It's going to be a tight conference. True. I think or I think USC is legit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say legit. All right, North Carolina State, three and zero. Completely uh, illegitimate. Completely illegitimate. I hate this team. I hate their coach. I hate their state. I hate everything about them except their logo. But no, this team is a complete fraud, dude. They have, they played an extremely soft schedule. They played UConn this week. Like, come on, dude. Come back to me when they play someone that's actually real. You know my conspiracy theory about NC State, right? I said it before. They are up there in the rankings as a data point for Clemson. That that is my stupid 100%, conspiracy theory. Hundred percent. But they, they beat are... Texas Tech. Come on, guys, and and East Carolina. Nobody's. Nobody's. Didn't Texas Tech beat Houston? Yeah. Houston's down this year. Okay. Dude. Okay. All right. I don't know. They're not real. All right. All right. All right. The next one is undefeated 3-0 Minnesota. Literally. Literally. You, you, okay. I know you set this up for me to go on a rant. 
But <laughs> now look it up, dude. They have played literally the softest schedule in the entire nation. Who have they played so far this year? New Mexico they State. Play. New Mexico State, literally the worst team in the entire country in FBS. Uh, Colorado, literally the worst P5 team in the nation. And some FCS team, I think Western. Well, Illinois. They played Western Illinois, who has. Four wins in the past four years. And, and, and get this. They play Michigan State this weekend, a fraudulent team that they're probably going to beat, and it's going to piss me off because it's just it's just another – oh, my God. I, I need I need restraining order here, dude. They have played no one, and they're not going to play anyone for quite some time. It's Here's crazy. the thing. We've already talked about Michigan State, right? We have. So what's going to happen is they're going to, like, barely beat Michigan State, and it's going to be considered this program-defining win, even though Michigan State is just as overrated. Yeah, Michigan State will finish, like, 5-7, and seven, and Minnesota's going to be like, we got a top 25 win! And then P.J. Fleck's going to jump and crowd surf into his players for just <laughs> popping champagne and just doing dances. It's like an episode of Ted Lasso, except he's not legit. He's not a sincere guy. He's not honest. He's a snake oil salesman. I'm sorry, everything wrong with this world, not just college football, this world, humanity. He is the worst of all of us. I don't know how to follow that up, but I I will say this about Minnesota really quick. Here's the thing about Minnesota. In the past, under P.J. Fleck, they have notably had ugly wins and ugly losses to, you know, OOC teams that aren't very good. Mm -hmm. You know, they've had close calls, but the only credit I'm giving Minnesota right now is they're actually taking care of business against people they're supposed to beat, which they did not do in the early years of PJ Fleck. I will say that. I was going to say, didn't they lose to Bowling Green last year? Yeah, and and they've also had barely, they've also had some close wins over teams of Bowling Green's caliber. I know what you're talking about. I remember seeing that. Okay, so I know, Jimbo, you hate PJ Fleck. Is that like. Be honest with me. Is that a little bit of bias because they're your rival? Like, what is it about no, P.J. Flake I, the that you The thing is, are- dude, I knew a lot about P.J. before he went to Minnesota. Now, if you recall, Wisconsin played Western Michigan in the Cotton Bowl back I was about in to 2016. That. You did. And I believe me, dude, okay? So I was well aware of kind of his shtick and the roll of the boat shtick way back then. And, uh, dude, believe me, just watching interviews even even in 2016 with this guy, you can just tell he is, he is very insincere. It's an act. And I just – I really – I just do not like insincerity in general. It, it really peeves me. And to see that in a head coach of football is disgraceful. You need to be legit. You need to be honest. And he's not that. All right. Fair enough. My next team I have on this broader legit questionnaire is Oklahoma. Oh, they're legit. They're really legit. They're legit. Dude. They annihilated They're... Nebraska. <laughs> and defense. The defense is the bigger story. The Oklahoma's offense are always good. I don't care how they how good they are. They're yeah. they're like this every year. Oklahoma, whatever. Defensively, they've only allowed about a handful of touchdowns on the year. Mm-hmm. They're always in position to make plays. They're not wildly out of position like they were back in the bad, you know, uh Mark Stoops defense days. I forget right. his name, forgive me. But Bob that's Stoops. not the point. Uh, talking about Bob Stoops' defensive coordinator, it was oh, yeah, some yeah, Stoops. Yeah. It was one of his brothers, whatever. But the point is, is that I, I think they are, are they are legit on defense. I don't know how they're going to be against the Alabamas of the world, but right. we're not at that point to really talk about that yet, probably. But the point is, is that Oklahoma's legit. They're legit. All right, uh, I actually agree with that. I've noticed their tackling is a lot better, especially yeah, in open space. For sure. All right. Yeah. Next team, Clemson. Not legit. Not legit. Not legit. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. I know. I, I'm serious, dude. Listen, they, 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 they just. It's like I got a funny answer. To this when you're done. It's like they're struggling against these nobodies, man. They're just. They're not. A, they're not the number five team of the country. I don't. I don't know why people are seeing this. Like nothing about them screams playoff caliber team. I. I'm gonna say this about Clemson. I think they've invented a new category, and I'm gonna coin this phrase immediately. Okay. 
we're, I'm going to call it the elite sus. They are elite <laughs> and sus all at the same time. They are they are the elite sus pack because I will say this. I watched some of that LA Tech game actually. Yeah. It was th- oh you know Clemson the first half was pathetic. They were up 13-6 at halftime. Yeah, exactly. And the final score was 48 to 20, which again, Clemson played pretty good offensively. Whoa. <laughs> they did in the second half, but the point is, is though, is is DJ? I mean, even looking at the stats, you know, on the year so far, DJ has five touchdowns to one interception. Last year, he had nine touchdowns to nine interceptions on the whole year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's has he's has five touchdowns and only one pick. But it's just we watch Clemson's offense, and I'm not gonna say they have to be like the Taj Boyd days, the Deshaun Watson days, huh? the Trevor Lawrence days. But they just they just don't look anything like those teams they that they had they, 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 they just don't defensively they do everywhere else i don't recognize them. here's the I thing i literally think they are plugging in a decent quarterback away from looking just like the old clemson teams and i think it's going to take dju is going to have to really struggle against the ranked team they're going to have to really be in trouble and they're going to put in right. and they're going to win the game and he's going to keep the job and they're going to be legit and probably go to the playoffs that's what's going to happen cade came in don't you recall i mean i don't know if you watched it or not but if you look um cade klubnik came in and he went two and for five, 19 yards. No, he didn't. Okay, he had one drive. You can't really... I'm going to. <laughs> he looks great versus Georgia Tech, unfortunately. Anyway, wow. I think it's funny that you brought up the elite sus category because I feel like in a weird way, unfortunately, Alabama fits into that right now. True. <laughs> they traditionally don't, though. They traditionally don't. And Clemson... Clemson actually used to fit into the elite sus. In 2011, Clemson had played. Clemson was great on offense with Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins, but they were terrible on defense. What they kind of remind me of? Do you remember when they had Kelly Bryant? I did. And they didn't trust him to throw it worth a lick, but they were. But they had a really, really good defense that year, and Kelly could run the football. There you go. There you go. All right, I have one more team for this questionnaire, and it is Ole Miss. Oh, they're legit, dude. I'm telling you, I love Lane. I love Lane. I want to say they're legit, but it's this isn't any fault of Ole Miss. This is really a me thing. But they, it's funny, like they're three and zero and they look good. But despite that, I can't find the data point on them yet to say that they are that team. I mean, they did shut out Georgia Tech, which you know Ole Miss was terrible on defense last year, basically. So that was impressive somewhat. But um, I'm gonna say they're good, and but they're like they're not elite sus. <laughs> they're just um, they're just all right. Ole Miss is okay. They're okay. They're better than I was going to say, I actually very much agree with that. It's almost hard to find a data point to either support them or denigrate them. And it's like, they seem like they're probably pretty good. They play Tolta next week, and their SEC East opponents are going to be Kentucky and Vandy. So I'm those are going to be interesting. Ole Miss's fault. That's just, that's just the way it is right now. That's just the, that's way, it just the way it is. All right, so... That was all the teams I had for the questionnaire. The next segment I wanted to bring up was the This Is Their Super Bowl. Yes, let's go for it. <laughs> all right, so my This Is Their Super Bowl award is going to the USC Trojans. Wow. Because, because okay, they beat Fresno State like 35-17. They took care of business, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, they they had like this super grand entrance with all the lights and they were building it up. Like they were playing the freaking super bowl with how much theatrics that were going into it. And I kind of, I kind of get it on one hand. I kind of get it because like, this is the first time they've been excited about USC football, probably what 15 years, 20 years. Right. So I kind of get it, but still, it was a little over the top for beating Fresno state. And for the fact that they haven't played anybody except cupcakes. I mean, they played Stanford, but Stanford's pretty bad recently. 
They are. They're blah. blah. Right. <laughs> I'll share um, my award for, for this was their Super Bowl. I got to give it to the ranked 18 Florida Gators over their measly <laughs> win over South Florida. Now, if you're watching this game, you'll know that Florida was trailing for, for quite a bit of it there, um, especially in the fourth quarter. It looked like USF probably would run away with it, but, you know, as it happens, the G5 team just couldn't find a way to pull through. But just, like, seeing the reaction of Florida, it's, it's as if they had like, conquered this giant or just, like, won this huge rivalry or just, you, you know what I mean? It, it really felt like a Super Bowl for them. When in reality, they were facing South Florida, USF. They I mean, might have used up too much energy against Utah. That might be what happened to Florida. They might have used up all their energy against Utah, and they're trying to get it back. It's They're sus, and I, I think I'm looking forward to this game where they go to at Tennessee this week. I think they're going to be slaughtered, just annihilated. But I guess. It's possible. Florida's, Florida's defense kind of kind of sus. I actually didn't do a Super Bowl award, but I actually just thought of a team in my head. Sure. And I'm going to sound super rude for saying it. I'm going to get some hate. Okay. Um, Notre Dame, maybe? Oh, actually, though, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Honestly, I think they're more relieved than anything to get a win over Cal. Right. You are. I right. saw, I remember, I saw the, uh, what was it, the, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, they showed the clip of him yelling and cussing through the phone at uh, hey, their quarterback. Hey, thanks, NBC. Appreciate that. That was actually a great camera angle because you can just read his lips. You can say, well, what, what did he say? It was like, do your effing job. The whole effing team is counting on That's you. That's actually exactly what it was. Yeah, I saw it all over TikTok and Twitter and everywhere. <laughs> man. Oh, Good for them, man. though. Good for them. Uh, yeah, you know, that, their quarterback, Pine, played pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Well, he played good after. If you don't – honestly, I get what you're saying. But, like, it's like you have to discount the first five drives of the game. Then after that, he played fine. He started out pretty bad. He did, yes. but but they, he did. He brought it together. For sure. Indeed. Um, with that all said, shall we move on then to the week four preview? Ooh. I've got a couple of games, well, actually more than a couple of games that I want to talk about. Um, and I like to kind of go in order of, of when these happen um, chronologically. So starting on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central, we have a game I am really excited about. Number five, Clemson at... Number 21, Wake Forest. Now, as we've said before, Clemson is sus. Elite sus, even. But in my mind, they're really just sus. And I like Wake Forest. I'm, I'm pretty high on Wake this year, believe it or not. After all, Wake Forest does have a win over the mighty SEC. If you recall, they beat very talented Vanderbilt. So I'll just beat... I'll cut to the chase here, man. I, I think Clemson's dynasty officially ends this weekend. I think this is the game that really gets them off the rails... Uh, I I kind of despise Clemson this year, I'll be honest. They, I, I, they do not belong in the top 10 whatsoever. And I'm looking forward to seeing Wake uh, slaughter them comfortably. I have some bad news. Oh? I watched the Wake-Clemson Wake Clemson game last year, and Clemson's offense was so bad last year, but Wake's defense made Clemson's offense look elite. And my problem is I think that might be the same case this year. You know, Wake Forest, they look better this year defensively than last year. They do. But it was kind of a low bar to clear. Um, so I think... DJ is going to look pretty good this weekend because of Wake Forest's sus defense, and they're going to win like 35 to 19 or something. I think this might be the week that DJU loses his job to Cade Klubnik, who comes in and saves the day. Okay. That's what I would think. And I think you're, I just, I don't want you to be set up for disappointment by expecting a slaughter. I'm trying to save you, Jimbo. I'm trying to protect you. I, 
You I think Wake's going to make plays on defense? Yeah, I, Not on you defense. know, I'm calling it right I mean, now. Quote me on this. Quote me on this. I don't have to make plays on defense. No, no, DJU is going to beat himself. DJU is going to throw three picks. Quote me on this. He can throw three picks, so they could still squeeze out a win. That's the thing. I'm fair enough, but he's going to throw three picks. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a good saying, What I'm saying is the fact that he can throw three picks and still be an undefeated ranked team shows that they're like a legitimate team with a quarterback issue. Yeah. The fact that we're their even wide, talking their wide about receivers this. are just okay, though. Even with a good quarterback, their wide receiver core is yeah. just they're – not, they're not what they they're were before. Elite, it's not a playoff team. It's not a playoff team. But I digress. Um, any games you guys looking forward to in the morning slot? On Saturday, Duke Kansas. I wanted to talk about Duke versus yeah. at Kansas, yeah. and they're actually yeah. they're both three and zero and both undefeated and both looking decent. Um, like I said, if Kansas wins this game and Iowa State beats Baylor, who they play this week, um, we could see game day go to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, sick, it's it's possible. It's just you know ESPN with game day. It's well, they went to App State, the, man. They went to App State this last week. They'll go to some of the smaller schools. They get what they care most about is atmosphere yeah. and like viewership. Well, they App know State, App State. Yeah. yeah, like Kansas. Like it's kind of a meme, but like if if game day goes to Kansas, people are gonna watch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'd cool. watch. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. No I mean, they've been to places like James Madison before, and like South Dakota State. Washington like, State, they'll they'll yeah. go to smaller places because location doesn't necessarily matter for viewership. However, what's going to matter, it'll, it'll matter in production quality because they'd rather almost sometimes go to like a smaller location with a better like fan base that's really going to show up. Right. Because yeah. that's going to give them a good atmosphere for the show. It's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. And it gives them a, a, a crowd to feed off of energy wise. And I think Kansas uh, would I, that. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, there was one game I think I want to talk about maybe. And so just a quick one, but. Sure. West Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Both teams are pretty mad. Virginia Tech's even more mad. Who do you got in this game? Oh my god! Uh, uh, wow, both these Virginia teams. Tech. I'm sorry. I'll go Virginia Tech. Yeah. If if it's Virginia Tech, do you think um, Neil Brown is going to be Audi at West Virginia? Yep. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I, I I think so. I mean, if they're one and three, I think I think Neil Brown they might kick him to the curb. Country roads get this man away from him. <laughs> I mean, there's a clever way to work, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's toast. He's toast. I think he's toast. I'm sorry, Sax. Sorry, Sax. I mean, I, I would like West Virginia to be good. I, I really would. Me too. Yeah. They, they play no defense. no defense. No defense. No defense at all. It's just... It's hard to blah, watch. Blah. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, A game at 2.30, the 2.30 slot is actually quite loaded this Saturday, Um, is number 20 Florida at number 11 Tennessee. Now, I talked about this before, but I think I can go a little bit more in-depth about this here. Listen to it. Tennessee is is like very high key, like flying under the radar this season. Now I know they're number eleven, so they're not t- not quite top ten yet. But in my mind, dude, behind Bama and Georgia, this very well may be the like third best SEC team. Um, I think Florida's illegitimate, so I, I think this is a good opportunity for the Vols to really get like a big statement win at home against their rival. The kind of win that's going to easily catapult them not only into maybe like the top five, but kind of into the playoff discussion. Right. I mean, they've lost six in a, six in a row. They've lost six years in a row, and the spread, by the way, is Tennessee by ten and a half at the time of this uh, yeah. this recording. So, 
Tennessee could screw up. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. True. But I, I think Tennessee's going to do it. I really do. And Florida's quarterback, by the way, I just looked this up. Florida's quarterback, Anthony Richardson, this year has thrown zero touchdowns to four interceptions. Terrible. Really? I did not realize he has thrown zero touchdowns. I feel like Anthony Richardson got way overhyped based off of one game from last year. Um, yeah. He's just really not living up to it. And like I said, it's first year Florida head coach. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they could randomly just completely show up for this game and be locked in on all cylinders they because they it's, have it's the talent the road, to do though, it. Dude, it's on the road. It's gonna be a tough environment. It's gonna be a tough environment. I think Tennessee is pretty legit this season. Um, they do have a very tough schedule. They're gonna play Florida, then at LSU, then Alabama, then Kentucky, then at Georgia. But just think, when they beat all those teams, I mean, they're going to be number one easily. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have a lot of breathing room at the top there. If they beat Alabama in three weeks and beat LSU in Florida, they're going to they're gonna be number one right there. For sure, for sure. And my campus will go crazy. <laughs> yes. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee Tech will go nuts. Are they technically like a satellite of, of Tennessee, or how does that work? Yeah. No, but... It's sort of might as well be. I mean, everyone here is – there's a lot of Vol fans sense. around here. It's just so – they'll go just as nuts as UTK probably will. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, another game at the 230 slot is Notre Dame at North Carolina. Now, here's the deal. UNC obviously isn't all that great, but I, I think there's a decent chance they win. To me, this is kind of, kind of like a coin toss kind of game here. That said, there's like a decent chance here that Notre Dame loses this game and, and, and is 1-4. I mean, what what kind of conversations are we having if Notre Dame starts the season one and four? I mean, is Marcus Freeman really on the hot seat at that point? Like, what what happens at this point? You know, I don't think he's going to be in the hot seat. I think they're going to give him at least one mulligan season. Um, he's going to get a lot of time, and the reason why is because Notre Dame's athletic director has shown a tendency to be very patient with head coaches. Do you guys remember Notre Dame in 2016 when they went four and eight? That's true. With Kaiser. That's true. And you know, during the season, people were saying, "Oh, is their AD Jack? I forget his last name. Is Notre Dame's AD going to cam Brian Kelly?" And he was patient, and he was rewarded for his patience because obviously we know Notre Dame was pretty good after that four and eight season. That's true. And with and with BK, I was going to say that season was specifically what I was thinking about. That probably they have that a little bit fresh in their minds that okay, one bad season means nothing. Just give them a chance. Sure. Right. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, don't just... go one and eleven, no, but as long no. as you can get four <laughs> or five wins, he'll be fine yeah and just to speak on the game really quick you know sure. Notre Dame's offense has shown has struggled this year at times but you know what the cure for struggling offense is playing a bad defense and North Carolina has a bad defense That's so what I think offense. Notre Dame's gonna actually yeah they did Dame, they did beat the mighty app state That's true, they dude. did they did but and, with, with a basketball score. So I think Notre Dame's offense is going to look good against a pretty for what it's North worth, Carolina defense. I just want to give a quick shout out to North Carolina's quarterback, Drake May. This dude has 11 touchdowns to one interception in the season so oh, far. Oh, he's balling. He's, he's balling. balling. Out. He's so I, I expect a high-scoring game, which should be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, one I, game in the afternoon slot I wanted to talk about sure. was Texas at Texas Tech. I really think Texas losing by one point to us was their Super Bowl. <laughs> And it just seems like they're a little off after that. Because if you remember last week when they played UTSA, they yeah, struggled. They did. They it was did. 21 to 20 in the fourth quarter versus UTSA. Pulled away late. Yeah, they did. A lot of that last weekend wasn't there. There's was a lot of like teams pulling away late, but being real sus in the process. Yeah. I mean, they ranked Texas after the loss to Alabama. For the first time in like, like what, 50 years or something like that? They shouldn't have. Look, they should not have ranked Texas after losing to us because. It, it should be obvious to everyone that we basically tried to hand them the game and they couldn't take it. 
Oh yeah, like, Saban, it's not like they played inspired great football. It's that we just played horribly. Saban took out the whipping belt after that game. Clearly, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that said, yeah. regarding this game here, Texas Tech. I mean, are you really implying that Texas might lose to Texas Tech on the? Road? Yes, I'm impl- I, that's my lock of the week. Dude, that's your lock. Okay, Randy's lock of the week, folks. Randy's lock. <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, I can see it because, you know, Texas, I mean, they've played close, great games against people, even with Tom Herman and Charlie Strong in the past, and then have put a dud the next week. Like, remember, there's one time Texas beat Notre Dame, although Notre Dame wasn't good, and then they lost to Cal, like, two weeks later. And Cal was was pretty funny. Here's the thing, man. Cal was not good, so. Texas Tech is, like, I mean, they're really sus, man. Like, they're not good. They're lifeless, but they have life. I guess. I, I don't know, man. I think Texas, I'm not saying they're going to dominate, but I, I think they end up winning. And it'll probably be similar to last week where they just look kind of crappy, but then find a way to win at the end. But and we'll see. stay in the poll and people yeah. will complain. It's Randy's <laughs> locker, right. so I got to respect that. I have one that I know Jimbo is excited to talk about. Oh. And I, I have another lock of the week in well, case you don't. Yeah, we could have multiple locks. That's new to me. Uh, well, Minnesota at Michigan State. What's going to happen is Minnesota is going to beat Michigan State, a fraudulent Michigan State team. They're going to catapult in the rankings, and they're going to be seen as le- this legitimate team. Yep. And then they're going to go like 8-4 and four or something. 100% Texas. Jimbo's about to blow up the Discord. No, no, this is my lock of the week, actually. It's Minnesota will defeat Michigan State. And and like you said, this is, this is a textbook PJ fluke win. Over a bad team that looks good on paper because Michigan State's a big name program with a lot of hype. And again, in reality, when Michigan State finishes like five and seven this year, which I think is going to happen, in hindsight, yeah, we're going to look back at this game and say, well, of course Minnesota beat Michigan State. They're terrible. But in the moment, you're going to see you're going to see PJ Fleck. You know, videos of him celebrating the locker room. He'll be doing the what's the latest dance? What's the you know the Jamar Chase dance? Guys, someone help me out here. What's the one where they like, they like, like gritty? The gritty, the gritty, the gritty. Um, he's going to do the gritty. I'm in fact, my lock of the week isn't just that Minnesota's going to win. It's going to be that PJ Fluke does the gritty in the locker room after the game. Quote me on <laughs> this. <laughs> Quote me. I can see it. I can see it. If Michigan State loses this game, though, there's going to be a lot of kind of wondering about. That's that's true. Then that's kind of like I mean, the it, the glass half. You know, full right. approach I'm looking because I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying know, hot seat, but I'm saying, but I'm saying yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing the talk leaving takes. Yeah. Another one I wanted to talk about very quickly was Indiana at Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Um, another revenge game because if you remember, Cincinnati beat Indiana in route to an undefeated regular season last year. True. This time, Indiana is going to Cincinnati. Indiana has taken a step forward. Cincinnati has. I don't want to call it taking a step back, but they've done what you would expect from a team that's losing a lot of talent right. that went They're to the rebuilding. playoffs last year. They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. They were fine though. That game was close last season for Cincinnati. Indiana got pulled away from, but Indiana was in that game. So I think Indiana could beat Cincinnati. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hate on Cincinnati, but I know they lost some guys. And, and this, this this is kind of, you know, Cincinnati's playing with house money a little bit because, you know, if they have a letdown season after the great season they had last year, then who cares? Right. But still, no, I, I, I give totally Indiana. They, they lost, I mean, Cincinnati lost so much talent to the draft. I can't even blame them. Right. Like, they really are rebuilding. That said, yeah, I, I think this should be a close game regardless. I think this is a game to look for. It should be interesting. But I kind of give an edge to Indiana. I, I really think that Indiana is decent this year, as, as much as it pains me to say. Yeah, I, you know, I'll say that, yeah. I'll say it. 
All right, moving on then to the night slot. There's one more game I want to talk about this week. I know there's probably one you want to talk about that guy, but we'll we'll save that for later. Um, <laughs> the game I want to talk about is number ten, top ten, Arkansas versus number twenty one, Texas A and M. Now, for those of you who don't know, this game is taking place at Jerry World, AT and T Stadium. Uh, it's it's kind of like this weird like. Have you noticed this? Is this like a rivalry now? Arkansas versus Texas A&M. They're trying to make it one. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of the whole neutral site thing. Yeah. Cause, cause, it's been this way since they've joined, to be fair. It's always right. been Jerry Wilson. Well, well, I think the idea here is, like, Jerry, obviously, like, he went to Arkansas, right? Um, and, right. You know, he yeah, he's on the national Texas championship now. team. And, and now yeah. he lives in, in Texas. But the thing is, like, I'm sorry, with all due respect, Texas A&M is not Texas's team. That's the Longhorns. It's, it's, it's UT Austin, right? That's the actual texas team so i do wonder when texas joins the sec like are they going to still try and force this are they going to try and change it to arkansas versus texas i don't know i don't know but what i do know is that arkansas might be kind of overrated now if you recall last week i had in my top 10 but dude watching that game against missouri state i'm sorry that was pathetic that was like something minnesota would do they were overlooking the game ahead to this week come on i don't you know, like hold on, let me do, let me let me do it let me do a nick saban impressive Please. impression real quick and, and, and ask you something jimbo okay you don't remember charleston southern do you <laughs> i don't y'all seen that video no it was Jordan southern ship through southern. a tin horn yeah, that's that's my reaction to what you just said about the Missouri State game, dude. You know it, but you know the thing about A and M. I guess I'll just start off here. Please. The thing about A and M is just they are. I will. The only thing they have not screwed up this season is they are very good defensively. A and M's defense is really good. True. They're always in position. They they make tackles. They don't miss tackles. But Max Johnson played okay last week to give them the win over Miami. They did, but they didn't ask Max Mac Johnson to do a thing. They had Devin Ocken do all the big work. As far as catching out the backfield, running the football, Arkansas's offense I think is pretty good. I, well, I think they're better than A&M's offense. I think that's really not up for debate on that. But it's just that A&M. This is one of those Jimbo. You sort of. I'm not saying he's in a hot spot, a hot seat yet, but no, Jimbo needs to win this game. He Jimbo does. needs. To, he might be. Jimbo needs to win this game. He needs to win this game. They lost it last year, so. They, they need. Arkansas actually has a pretty decent record versus Texas A&M. Um, well, actually, no, I was dead wrong. But <laughs> they won in 2011, and they won last year. And A&M has actually won two, four, six, eight. They won nine in a row in between that. I was, I thought close it was nine in a row. Those, all those games are close. That's true. Yeah, but that's the thing is I see three overtime games, and pretty much every game except two were one-score games. Yeah. So they play very close. Um, the 2016 one was a blowout. The 2016 one was Here's the thing. The pressure, like you said, the pressure is on A&M, 100% on A&M. For sure. But I think it's going to be one of those close, defensive, kind of not ugly games, but it's going to be it's going to be a grind of a game. Sure. And it's going to come down to who can make plays in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I think Arkansas is going to come out when. Yeah. For A&M, it's Akin or bust. For A&M, they got to get him the football in all ways they can, whether it be there's some kind of shotgun play, a kickoff return, throwing it to him out of the backfield. Lining him up at receiver, just something, because you got. They need to keep A and M. They need to keep Arkansas off defensively, or else it's going to become just a, just an ugly slug fest of a game. Should be a good one. Regardless. One game I really actually wanted to talk about now. Sure. Was Iowa at undefeated three and zero Rutgers? So actually, I actually was looking at this. And Spencer Petrus, surprisingly, he's is he averaging three hundred and seventy six yards and a touch? Oh, that's a that's a season stats. 
That was not an audible phone. Oh my god. That was slick. I love that. That that's great. That, that was not at all planned. That's a Jimbo. Okay. To- that might be a Jimbotopia podcast or Jimbodcast podcast Hall of Fame moment right there. Oh okay, god. so he has 376 yards and one touchdown through three games. Oh. <laughs> Man, yeah, I don't know. Right? I was, I, see, I had brought up. I just, I just now saw that, and I, had, I was actually going to bring up this point that maybe he can like pull it together versus Ruggers and overconfident Ruggers, but like. That just kind of ruined everything now that I just realized that. Yeah. Um, but do you see Rutgers winning this game? Yes. I don't I like do. Iowa. Dude. I, do. I think they're they have like they might have the worst offense in in all of P five, and it, it doesn't take much to to cop that. Like I, I understand and that's Iowa's only and that's defense, only because Hawaii's not P five. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But now Rutgers, dude, like Rutgers is kind of on the up and up. Like they're no longer really the the butt of as many jokes, if you'll notice, um, the idea you have of, to wake up to play them now. Unlike back, back yeah, in the day, you exactly. actually have to give a crap when you play them. Exactly. And Hey, this is at, this is at, uh, Piscataway. So, you know, the, the roaring, but you know who else you have to worry about now? Tell me. I, I gotta, all right. If y'all finish by talking about the Rutgers game, I got one game I got to mention. Please. Does anyone So one game I was going to go into real quick was Maryland, Michigan for my good old boy. NSB turtle. Shouts out to turtle. I, shout out to turtle. I was impressed with uh, Maryland's win over SMU because Maryland played some pretty clutch defense in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a shootout like everyone was predicting. And Talia played really well. I think Michigan is going to be tested defensively against Maryland and their wide receivers. Really? I think it's going to be a game. Dude, I do. Here's the thing. I'm not picking Maryland to win, but I'm, pick, I'm picking it to be entertaining. Talia is like actually having a really good season this year. Um, he really the, is. On the year, not just one game, but on the year, he's 68 for 88. 895 yards, six TDs. Um, they're putting up points over over uh, in Maryland. And I agree this will be a test for Michigan, but I don't know, man. This is at home for them. I think they pass the test. I think they take care oh, of this. Yeah, I'm not picking Maryland outright, but I'm right. picking Maryland to make Harbaugh sweat for two quarters. At least, that's fair. At least. I think that's fair. Randy, your thoughts on this? A game I wanted to bring up was Please. Kansas State at Oklahoma. Kansas State, we just discussed, lost to Tulane, mm-hmm. at, and they're going to be going to at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Could this be interesting? No, no way, no how, no shot. No, not not at Oklahoma. There's no way. I, I was no, going to say Oklahoma's Oklahoma defense is way too improved. The tackling is too good. Deuce Vaughn is not going to be able to just break open field tackles like he's used to right. against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's teams. a hot team. Oklahoma's a pretty damn hot team right now. They're going to be good. Um, can we just talk about one, I guess, the final game for this week? I'll, I'll just hand the mic over to that guy. Just just give me your give me your eulogy in advance. Come on. Of course, Mr. Jimbo over here is talking about um, Wisconsin-Ohio State. And I'm going to start this game not from the home perspective of Ohio State's going to win by 40. No, no. Wisconsin has a chance, and here's why. Okay. Because of Braylon Allen and the fact that he's a pretty good running back for Wisconsin. He's I think only we're gonna 17. He's only 17. <laughs> Yes, I think he's going to be. I think we're going to be afraid of the run game a little bit, and we're going to load the box. And Merch is going to have chances down the field to make plays on us. Okay. Our corners are not great. Our D line has been better this year than last year, but our corners are not elite. We don't have a Jeff Okuda back there, or a Malik Hooker, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think Wisconsin, if if we don't do if we don't play our cards right defensively, and we load the box too much against him, I think Merch can hit can hit us downfield. He has the capability of doing that. He does. So I'm, a, I'm slightly scared for this game, but I think our offense is red hot. I am tickled to death by the fact that Marvin Harrison's been contributing. Egg Yubuka is great. And this is all without JSM playing. 
It's insane. I'm, I'm really excited. Ohio State's offense is what scares me the most because I think Wisconsin will put up a few points. But yeah, I mean, you guys put me up too. 77 last week. And I, I know it was against what Toledo, I think. But it, right. doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are, man. We put up 77 points, like something's working. We almost had 700 yards of offense in that game. That's, almost. That's insane. So I'm I'm terrified. I I accept defeat. I just hope we're not completely humiliated. I want to keep it like at least kind this of close, is, heading to halftime. You know. This is classic Jimbo, where he's just like, "Go ahead, okay, I accept the loss." This and that is like a it's like a defense mechanism, so yes. he doesn't get too hurt when it and happens. I won't be. I'm telling you. Well, no, to I'm be fair, gonna... I, don't think, I don't think many Wisconsin fans are picking with them no, in this game. No one here with is. all due respect, confidence. I think you have a chance. I knew heading into the season this was a loss. Like I, I Wisconsin's never offense has a chance. I think. I think. No, Graham is good. Our defense, we can, guys, we could like, be thrown on. Yeah, Gr- I'm telling you now, Graham has improved quite a bit. Um, it's just the rest but, of our team. But the offense <laughs> overall, the the other pieces are shaky. Yeah, the exactly. offensive line for Wisconsin looks shaky. Shockingly, yeah, all we have right. a good quarterback, not an offensive fair line enough. though. It's it makes no sense. It's bizarre. Okay, the last sure. game, the last game I wanted to talk Another about. One. I promise, the actual last one. This okay. is the actual last okay. one. <laughs> is number seven, undefeated USC at undefeated Oregon State. Oh my! Points, points, or, points, points, points. Oregon State <laughs> has an offense. They they're scoring 34, 35, 68 points in each game. Um, they have a mutual opponent in Fresno State that they both beat. It'll be very interesting. And this is probably the first time that we're in mass probably actually going to watch USC. Well, it's, a, it's at 8.30 at night, dude. This is packed full after dark still. Keep that in mind. I know. I know it's 8.30 at night. But I'm Whatever just saying this is the first is, time they're going to have a big audience. Whatever the over is, I would bet it. I will say that about this game. I think both teams score at least 30 points, and we're going to have a fun one late at night to watch when we're all trying to sober up and go to bed. I think, <laughs> I think USC wins big, but I'd love to see them lose for what it's worth. The over-under is only 71, by the way. I would definitely bet that bet, bet, 100%. Bet, bet, bet. I would yeah, definitely bet that bet. All right. So to kind of uh, finish off this week's episode, we are going to give our top tens, as always. Um, I prepared my list. Randy's got his. That guy has his. And we're just gonna we're gonna go in order here. Each give our like our top ones, then our top twos, top threes, and in between each, we're gonna kind of give a brief word. So for number one, surprise, surprise, I've got Georgia. I also have Georgia. I also have Georgia. (laughs) No surprise. Yeah, that's no surprise there. They're the best. Let's face it. Uh, At number two, and this might be some some recency bias, but I've got Ohio State. I've got Bama. Also got Ohio State funny. I don't think the one, two, three is going to matter as much. So go ahead, number three. Number three, I've got Alabama. I've got Alabama. I've got Ohio State. I've got Alabama. Yeah, I figured I was was expecting that. All right, number four. Yeah, number four is where it gets kind of interesting, actually. I got Michigan. I have Oklahoma. I like their defense. I also have Oklahoma for the same reason you just said. Fair enough. All right. I do like Michigan, though. I keep an eye out for them. Um, for my oh, number for five, sure. I've got Oklahoma. So, surprise, surprise. Right, number five, I have Clemson, asterisk, what? with Kate Klubnik. No, no, no. I said asterisk with Kate okay, Klubnik. Fair enough. My, my number five, I thought it was going to be Oklahoma State, but actually it's going to be Michigan. Hell yeah, dude. I fair enough, fair enough. I know you hate them, but they're pretty good this year. Yeah, I do. They are pretty good. I had to put them in there. I and, almost forgot to. And speaking of rivals, at number six, I've got... The Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> it's true. All right, number six, I have Michigan. Here's the shocker. At number six, I got Penn State. Hell yeah, Ooh, dude. Okay. Hell yeah. Dude. They're underrated, aren't they? They are. 
They really are. They're, they had a rough game good. against Purdue, but I think they're looking better. It's looking like both one of the better James Franklin teams. They're clicking on both sides of the football. Definitely improving. Uh, at number seven, a team kind of out of nowhere on my radar, but I gotta give them, gotta give them props here. Oklahoma State. Number seven, I really hate to say it, but I'm going to put Tennessee. <laughs> That's funny. I put Tennessee on my number seven, too. They're yeah, I, I was the same in campus you. I was like, I don't know, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put them there. Well, we'll learn a lot more about them this, this weekend, of course, when they play Florida. Absolutely. At number eight, shouts out to that guy. I got Penn State. They're legit. Keep an eye out for them. Indeed, they really are legit. All right. At number eight, I have Arkansas. My number eight is a little bit love, maybe over logic, but shout out to my man, Affy. I got Utah at number eight. Oh. Wait, are they still in the field? They, they have a loss. They, they lost they to Florida. Oh, yeah, they lost to Florida. All right, all right, whatever. If it's power ranking, whatever. <laughs> it's power ranking, I get that. I mean, if we're, you know, by this point, we're kind of going off of just gut feelings, you know what I'm saying? And right. at number yeah. nine, I got a really good gut feeling about Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. All right, number nine, I have Penn State. Number nine, I had to stick him in here somewhere. I put Clemson in there. God dang it, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't even break the top 25, honest to God. Um, oh, my goodness. You're, honestly, you're overreacting so badly. I'm a hater. I am a hater. It's true. You can't even give him top 20. I can't. No, I can't. Wisconsin would beat Clemson right now. So that, that should say No, that they much. wouldn't. But anyway. Uh, another team that would beat Clemson is number 10. The Oregon Ducks. Listen, we were way too hard on these guys. They're, they're pretty good. Georgia's just better. Well, for good reason. We did not know that they would turn it around. Bo Nix has looked pretty incredible yeah. since that game. He's going to have a bad Bo game. Just trust me. I've seen him play. All right. <laughs> he might have already. Uh, he already might have. He's going to have more than one. For my number 10, I have Oklahoma State. They're kind of like a diet Oklahoma, just in their play style. They are. And they have... They have, like, they complete the unholy trinity of quarterbacks named Spencer. They and probably do. have the best one. <laughs> my my number 10 is kind of boring. It's the same as the AP right now, and I'm not in love with it. But I have Arkansas at number 10 because I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for the Missouri State game for now. Man. For now. I liked them last week, but, man, that was that was rough. I mean, again, they just overlooked it. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you have A&M the next week, it's possible to overlook a gimme game like Missouri State. It really is. True, true. Well, it seems like it's, as It doesn't the, excuse it, but it's reality. Yeah, yeah, it seems like as the season's going on here, you know, all of our top tens are starting to look a little bit more similar, I guess you could say. Not as many shockers um, as we're starting to, you know, kind of explore the season and see who's legit and who's not. And well, I think we're all surprised by Tennessee. No one really thought we'd That's have anywhere near this, near this top ten. That's true. I didn't like so. They weren't even ranked. Were they ranked heading into the season in the AP? They were barely unranked. They were like receiving votes, okay. barely outside. So this is again a huge chance for a big statement win this weekend at Nailing. Huge. Should be exciting. Um, so yeah, um, that guy. I just want to say thank you once again for coming in here. You've been a fantastic guest. As always. No problem. It's been a blast as always. I, I love talking sports with you guys, talking the game with you guys. We love having you here. And we love football. Looking forward to this weekend, of course. Uh, should be another exciting yeah, exciting weekend, except for the 6.30 slot on, uh, I think, BTN. Just just do not watch the Wisconsin game. That's, that's all I ask. Wait, is it on all BTN? Wisconsin. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I did not know it's on BTN. I, oh, I'm just, I don't quote me on it. It's, it's going to be hard to watch. It's ABC, but... actually. It's ABC. Okay. Oh, I was about to blow a cast. There's, there's other games on. Just watch the AM game instead. That's all I'm asking. But until then, folks, once again, this has been the Jim Podcast. As always, full time. Wisconsin.
I made him do it this time. Go Bucks! Woo-hoo.